journey into the promised land. Hallelujah. See if we can get our clicker to clicking. All right. Y'all wants us to study the book of Joshua from the individual perspective of Joshua being the son of Nun. That is the son re-sprouted or born again. A man in whom the Ruach HaKodesh resides. Collectively, we're speaking of those who have went through their spiritual wilderness experience and have endured his tests and trials by holding on to Elohim. We're talking about those who come in the end times. You know, they have borne the whoredom of their parents and forefathers, yet they have their old man, that is, their flesh man in this lust, broken down, humble, deadened. As a result, they are no longer fleshly or worldly, but are now reborn spiritually via the water of the word and Ruach HaKadosh. In the book of Joshua, we can expect to learn the plan of Elohim concerning the body of Yahushua, i.e. his ecclesia, and those born-again believers that make up spiritual Israel. We'll learn how they're to enter into the kingdom of Elohim, what to expect one sin, as well as how to proceed one sin. Another perspective we'll be exploring is that of the land and the inhabitants of the land, how the land of Canaan speaks to the kingdom of Elohim within each and every one of us, and how its inhabitants relate to the remnants of the fallen angels, the demons, the devils, and other unclean spirits which currently inhabit the land inherited by the born-again believer. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the book of Joshua. This is an important one, y'all. This, this is an important lesson. Make certain that you uh, get clarity. Um, on this one, and I pray that it brings clarity concerning some of the, you know, some of the uh, formulas, as well as you know what needs to take place to get into the promised land, to get into the kingdom of Elohim. You know, and we left off at the end of chapter eleven, so we're we're getting into chapter twelve today. Hallelujah. Now. In chapter 12, 1 through 6, it's all about the kings that was defeated by Moshe. Now, this is, an import, this is important when you consider who Moshe was. You know, Moshe was the one that was drawn out of the world by Yah. He was the one that Yah utilized to lead his people. Amen? You know, so um, he led them up until they got to the yard. You know, so this is a picture of him leading them to the border of the promised land. He didn't cross over. He just got them to the border. Amen? But the um, border was protected. The border was protected. Amen? You know, two kings were protecting them. And these two kings were defeated. Um, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and, and Og, king of Bashan. That's not okay, king. That's Og, king. <laughs> Moshe gave the land of undefeated kings to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. All right? You know, so this is what we're talking about. We're speaking about... the journey and what needs to take place prior to one entering into the kingdom of Elohim. Amen? Anybody with me? Alright, so that's it. Let's get into it. Um, let me have my first reader read Joshua 12, 1 and 2. Now these are the kings of the land 
which the children of Israel smote and possessed their land on the other side, Jordan, toward the rising of the sun, from the river Arnon unto Mount Hermon, and all the plain on the east. Shion, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon and ruled from Eror, which is upon the bank of the river Arnon, and from the middle of the river, and from half Gilead, unto the, even unto the river Jacob, which is the border of the children of Ammon. Hallelujah. All right, so we had a lot of names up in here. We're going to define them. Arnon speaks to that which is noisy, rejoicing, shouting for joy. Herman, a sanctuary. You know, we have Sihan, who was a warrior, and then um, also means to sweep away or root out. You know, uh, the Amorites speaks to those sayers, you know, like, you know, what they say, and what he said, and she said, yeah, those sayers. Hezbron, you know, means intelligence, reasoning, to plan with cleverness. Aroer. Speaks to the juniper or the nudity of the situation being ruined or bare. Bank is Shafa, number 8193, meaning also scrape or shave through the idea of termination. Um, and also can speak to the lips or, or language. Aroer, uh, we already did that one, didn't we? Yeah. River Arnon. Speaks to rushing stream in the sense of being noisy and also the shout for joy, rejoicing. Gilead, heap of testimony, you know, to be a witness, to testify, amen. Yabuk, meaning to pour out, to empty, evacuate. And then we have Amen, which means family or tribal. So, now, I know on the surface this just looks like a, a bunch of words and a bunch of names, I mean. But I assure you, it's a very important lesson up in here. And we're gonna sift it out today. You know, verse um, three continues on to say, from the plain to the sea of Kinneroth, on the east, and unto the sea of the plain, even the salt sea on the east, the way to Beth Yeshimoth, and from the south under Ashdoth Pisgah. Alright, and so C is translated from Yom number 3220, again meaning to roar, be noisy. Kinneroth, you know, speaks to harps. Salt is Malak, number 4417, meaning the cause to become as dust. We have Beth Yeshimoth, you know, the house of waste. As Dov spoilers of the survey, that is spoilers of the comprehensive view. Alright, so hereby from, from all this uh, we learn that Sihan fights against those of Israel who tries to enter into the kingdom. You know, so here it is, he guards the perimeter, the border you know, of the yarding. So in order to get to the yarding, you had to go through Sihon. Amen? You know, so in order for Israel to pass, they had to get by Sihon. 
you know, and Sihon fights against the Israelites who try to enter into the kingdom of Elohim. You know, now spiritual Sihon is still in place. He's still at that border. He's still fighting against would-be Israelites, you know, would-be saved Israelites, I should say, you know, who tries to enter into the kingdom of Elohim. And I say would-be because if they don't get in, then, yeah, you get the picture. So, we have an enemy that will prevent us from getting into the kingdom of Elohim. You know, Sihon fights against us with intelligent and clever sayings. I'm going to say that again. Sihon fights against us with intelligent and clever sayings. He likes to attack during the nudity of the situation. That is when we don't have all the essential information concerning a situation. Not when we don't have no clothes on, but when we don't have all the essential information concerning a situation. That's when he likes to attack. When we don't have a covering, that's when he likes to attack. You know, how many of you know people who see a situation form in their lives and before the situation even you know, culminates. You know, it's just now forming and they've already done concluded what's going to happen. You know, I just know this going to happen and I'm going to be messed up. But we so far away from this happening and you being messed up, you just got some bad news and you just assuming this is what's going to happen and you're going to be messed up. See, that's Sihan. See, he attacks during the nudity of the situation when you don't have all the facts, when you don't have all the essential information that you need yeah. to understand or make a decision as to, you know, what's going to come out of this. Okay. You know, so soon as he see you get some bad news, he take advantage of it. And he attacks in the nudity of the situation. He attacks when you don't have all the essential information. And he places these seeds of doubt. He, he places these seeds of doubt into your mind. And he begins to fight against you concerning the situation and how you're going to be messed up in the end. He begins to get you to focus on what it looked like and not what Yah is like. He began to get you to focus in on how everything happened to everybody else that wasn't of Yah. But now how, how things happen when Yah is in the picture. You understand what I'm saying? You, you ever been in this place? You, you ever known anyone to be in this place? You know, to, to be in a situation where they think this, that, or the other is going to happen. You know, and then oftentimes at the end of the situation, they find out that they were worrying for nothing. <laughs> See, this is how Sihon fights against the saints to keep them from getting into the kingdom. They, he comes up against them in the nudity of the situation. He comes up against them while they don't have all the essential information they need to make a correct judgment. See, this is what Sihan looks like in our lives. 
This is how he fight against us. Sihon will attack whenever you enter his territory. See, and this is why we're given his territory. He will attack whenever you enter into his territory, which began whenever one star becoming noisy for Yah. See, I want you to understand that there's something special about being noisy for Yah. See, most people are too ashamed or they become too embarrassed to become noisy for Yah. Never forget the literal definition of hallelujah. The literal definition of hallelujah means to make yourself look like a fool for Yah. Whenever you making yourself look foolish for Yah, then you're giving him the highest praise. When you the loudest one praising, come on somebody. When you the loudest one praising, And anybody else looking at you like a fool, they just don't know that it's Yah the one who really has his eyes on you. You see, the enemy try to keep you keep you from being noisy for Yah. He wants you to just sit back and he just wants you. Mm, You know, he just wants you to just hum along. He just wants you. See, but it, when y'all done delivered you through some stuff, when y'all has shown himself mighty in your life, you ought not be ashamed to praise him. You ought not be ashamed to make some noise for the most high. You ought not be ashamed to give him the glory. See, but Sihon will come up against you. He'll be whispering into your heart, you look like a fool. You need to calm down. You need to sit down. You need to act like you have some sense. These folks are going to think you crazy. See, this is, this is how I see how I come at you. Don't get it twisted. He's not a fool. He's intelligent and clever in his ways. You know, he'll attack whenever you start to become noisy for Yah. That is, whenever you begin shouting for joy or begin rejoicing over Yah or testifying against him, whenever you're trying to give your all to Yah, this is where Sihon comes up against you. He don't want you inhabiting his territory. See, when you're praising Yah with all your heart, you're in Sihon's territory. When you're lifting up your voice, rejoicing, you're in Sihon's territory. When you're testifying of the goodness of the Most High, you're in Sihon's territory. When you're trying to give your all to the Most High, you're in Sihon's territory. You know, as well as when you're praising loudly or you die to the world, yeah. He'll fight to keep oh, you from yeah. understanding God's will, way, and purposes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
he'll fight against you with everything he has to keep you from seeing Yah's will, way, and purposes. You will, and you. The bad thing about it is you don't even understand that when he become, when he be, when he's there fighting against you, you're right at the border of entering into the kingdom. You're right at the border of getting into the kingdom. Sihon is one of the last defenses to keep you out the kingdom. See, before you get into the kingdom, you're going to have to learn how to become noisy. You know, this is why you see, you know, this is what you see being described in all these names. Look at that noisy hearts. Well, that's just another way of saying noisy praisers. Please understand that we are not out here alone. Yah is with us, but the enemy is too. The enemy, he's going to fight against us. See, he, he wants to keep you from testifying of y'all. Why do you think I'll push y'all? Why do you think I'll push y'all to, to testify of? Because I know everyone in here has a testimony. Just the fact that you're in here tells me you had it. You have a testimony. Oh, yes. <laughs> Nobody woke themselves up this morning. Can anybody tell me how many breaths they took yesterday? Can anybody tell me what number of breaths they took yesterday? You know why you can't tell me how many breaths you took yesterday? Because you don't, you don't do it on your own. That's done automatically for you, and the programming was by Yah. And just like he programmed it, he can reprogram it to stop. So you need to praise him. You need to give him the glory. You know, it's, it's, due, to, it's due to him that we're able to do the things that we do. You know, we just take it for granted. We take him for granted. You know, but... When you begin to don't care what nobody else think, when you begin to roar, you know, at the top of your voice, when you begin to get noisy, when you begin to praise him, when you begin to testify of him loudly, when you begin to, you know, to die to this world, when you begin to give your all to him, you're stomping on the enemy's head. You're inhabiting his land. You know, so, you know, when you're in this land, he's going to come fight against you. Yeah. You have to overcome him. You have to defeat him. Yeah. You know, so, you know, understand when you're in Sihon's territory. You know, now this is uh, an excerpt from Deuteronomy 2, verses 30 and 31. It says, but Sihon, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass through. He won't let you pass either. For Yahuwah our Elohim hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate that he might deliver him into your hand as it is this day. He gonna come fight against you, but you have the victory in Yahuwah. And Yahuwah said to me, see, I have begun to give Sihon and his land over to you. Begin to possess it. You show that you possess it every time you get noisy for Yah. You show you possess it every time you give your all to Yah. 
you show you possess it every time that you that you begin to testify of Yah. And Yahuwah said to me, I have begun to give Sihon and his land over to you. Begin to possess it that you may inherit his land. See, now, if you inherit his land, then that means you're going to be in this place all the time. That means, you know, next time you're going to be even noisier. That means the time after that you're going to testify to even greater things. You're going to inherit his land. You're going to pass it down. Your kids going to be telling your testimonies. Your grandkids going to be telling your testimony. Going to be telling how wonderful Yah was in your life and in the life of your family. But there's another one over at this border. See, Hinden, he had another king that was adjacent to him. Just in case you thought you was going to walk around them. You can't walk around the enemy. They got the border covered. We have King Og of Bashan. Woo. Now, this guy right here. This guy right here. Yeah, this, 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 this one. This, this one for me. See. Sihon fights against Israel, mm -hmm. the general population. Mm -hmm. But King Og, he come at the leadership. And he a giant. Mm -hmm. Joshua 12, 4 says, And the coast of Og, king of Bashan, which was of the remnant of the giant, that dwelt at Ashtaroth and at Idri. Og means to bake. Bake a cake or bread in a hearth. Alright, I need one, I need some help from one of my discipleship students. You know, what does bread represent? Teachings and instructions. You know, so here it is. We have one that Cooks the teacher, the teacher or the instructor. It's just a show of persecution. Og is one that persecutes the teacher or instructor. You know, he's the king of Bashan. You know, Bashan means fruitful. He dwells at Astaroth. Astaroth means to increase or to grow um, riches. Idri, which is another place he dwells, means speaks to a goodly pastor, strength to make fruitful or productive, to bear or conceive seed. So hereby we learn that Og is a giant. He not no easy prey. He's a giant in this here land. You know, so that means he's a mighty one. And he fights against the teachers drawn out of the world to serve Yah in Israel. All reigns over fruitfulness. This teaches us that he wars against Israel by attacking 
the fruitfulness or the growth of those Israelites. He he wars, I should say, against the teachers and instructors of Israel by attacking the fruitfulness, the growth of of of, of, the, of the teachers and instructors of Elohim. You know those which. Yah has drawn out of the world, even by fighting against their offspring, their followers, their offerings. He come up against their ministries. See, this is this is Og, or probably better pronounced Oog. You know, and I can see Oog at work in my life, as well as the ministry of BYA, which Yah has given me stewardship over. You know. I see him at every turn. He a big boy. <laughs> you know, but you know what they say. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. He going to have to come down. We going to chop him. We going to chop him down. You know, I'm going to hit him in the forehead with that rock. You know. And I'm not talking about the rock of Gibraltar. I'm talking about the rock of Elohim. Hallelujah. You know, so here it is. We're presented at this border with two enemies, one that attacks essentially the Israelites and the other one that attacks essentially the um, the Levites, if you can see that. You know, so here it is. They have the whole border covered. They, they keep the Israelites, you know, out by... Like uh, making them feel ashamed and and uh, and scary or what have you to, 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 to praise loudly and to testify of Yah and, and and to get them get their all to Yah, you know. Well, the Levites don't have no problem with that because they they attached to Yah and they attached to the people. They don't have no problem, you know, um, uh, making themselves look like a fool for Yah. Absolutely no problem at all. That's that's the least of their worries. You know. But their problem is trying to fulfill the word that Yah has given them. And to walk that thing out. You know, in its fullness. Because Oog is always there at every corner trying to keep it from happening. Amen. Amen. Joshua 12.5 says that he reigned in Mount Hermon. And Salkot, and in Salkot, and in Albashan. So he reigned in three different areas, unto the border of Gersherites and Maacathites, and the half of Gilead, and half Gilead, and the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. So you see, they were adjacent to one another. You know, Hermon means a sanctuary. Salkot speaks to migration or walking. Gersherites means to join or bridge. Maacathites speaks to depression or pressure. Gilead speaks to a heap of testimonial witness. Now, kings defend their territories or kingdoms. Hence, we're taught that via Ugg's territories, the places this, this giant fights against Yah's Morim or his teachers, i.e. his leadership. You know, this is where he fights against them, even in Hermon and Salkai and Bashan. These, is, these are the places in which he reigned. Amen. Now, that said, where does Yah's leadership lead from? That's not rhetorical. I'm looking for an answer. Where does Yah's leadership lead from? 
within what? The midst of who? Yeah, not quite what I'm looking for. The temple, absolutely. What's another word for the temple? Sanctuary, hallelujah. Can you see, this is why he reigns from Mount Hermon, from the sanctuary? You know, because he attacks the leadership. You know, so he reigns from the, in the sanctuary. So whenever we come into the sanctuary, we're in his territory. So whenever we're in the sanctuary, we're in his territory, and we have to take it from him. We have to defeat him. So he comes up against the marine, the teachers, the leadership, you know, in the sanctuaries. And that's why you see so much mess in the sanctuaries. Say lie. Scripturally speaking, well, I already gave the answer. Where does ooh rain or begin? Where does his rain begin? His rain begins in Mount Hermon, in the sanctuary. You know, so yes, you know. Now, do you think this is a coincidence? Do you think this is a coincidence? Do you do you think that his name? Paints a picture of him persecuting, you know, the teacher or instructor of Elohim, and that, you know, his reign begins in a place that's that means a sanctuary. That's not coincidence. That's divine inspiration. You know, this is see this this is what. Let's us know that we're rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, this is no coincidence. What what does Yaz Maureen teach his students? How to walk. Absolutely. And this is why the other place he reigns is in Salkai, which speaks to walking, which speaks to migration. You know, see, because Yaz people come to the leadership to learn how to walk in his will, way, and purposes. To learn the way that leadeth unto everlasting life. Amen? And so, you know, don't think that the enemy isn't in the, the sanctuaries. Don't think that the enemy isn't in the churches. You wouldn't see all this crazy stuff happening in the churches all over the world if the enemy wasn't there. You know, so this is where Oog... This is where he reigns. Please understand. This is where he reigns. And so he will come up against, you know, the teachers, you know, when when they uh he will come up against the teachers when they begin to try to teach the people how to walk. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, so I just want to open some folks' eyes so that they can see the enemy. You know, because when you know where he is, then you can prepare yourself before you get there. Amen? You know, see, 
Because every time I come, I know I have an enemy that's working against me. You know, but you have to know that you have an enemy that's working against you, too. You know, you go, you know, you need to know that you have an enemy that when you get here, that's going to try to keep your mouth shut. That's going to try to keep you from praising y'all. That's going to try to keep you from rejoicing in y'all. That's going to try to keep you from testifying of y'all. You know, y'all be telling you to share that testimony. And you just sit there like your lips don't work. You know it be in your heart to shout, but it just don't come out. Because you're scared of what you're going to look like. Come on, somebody. Understand that the kingdom of Elohim is within. You know, and so, you know, this is where the battlefield is, first and foremost, before getting into the kingdom. You can't even get into the kingdom until you pass through Sihon and Ug. What is the objective of Yah's Morim's teachings? Say again. Oh, y'all done caught on, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think y'all smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the objective is to bring all y'all's people into unity and to cause them to humble themselves that is to depress themselves to humble themselves before Yah and to testify that is Yah doing it all along that's the objective or should be the objective of Yah's Morim's teachings the Board of Ugg's territory teaches us where he prevents us from reaching as well. You know, he's trying to prevent us from getting past his territory to get to these borders. He's trying to get us, uh, prevent us from joining together. He's trying to keep us from unifying. He's trying to keep us from hum becoming humble before Yah. He's trying to keep us from testifying and bearing witness to the goodness of Yah. See, these are the borders of his of his territory. And so if you're gonna get to these to these borders, you have to go through his territory. You know, so you won't get you won't become joined to Yah's people until, you know, after you get past them. And if you don't become joined to Yah's people, if you don't become humbled of Yah, you know, and you don't become his witnesses, then you won't be crossing the yard. You know, so this is the battles that we have to fight and that we have to overcome prior to entering into the kingdom of Elohim. You know, on an individual perspective, I want you to think about, you know, where who reigns, you know, in the in the sanctuary. Well, scripture teaches that we all are tabernacles of the most high, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have a sanctuary within our hearts. You know, and who's the leadership, who's the priest of that sanctuary? We are, absolutely. We know who the high priest is, even our Messiah Yahshua, but we're the priest. You know, so 
Oog is there fighting you there. He's trying to keep you from understanding the teachings and instructions of Yah. He's there fighting against, against you, you actually becoming fruitful. Well, that's, that's, um, see, yeah, that's Oog. And, you know, um, well, first and foremost, he's coming up against you. You know, he's trying to prevent you from being that tabernacle of Elohim. He doesn't want to see Yah in your holy of holies. So he's doing everything he can to fight against you to keep it from there. You know, and he also reigns in Salkai. He also resides in Salkai, which speaks to your migration, your walk. You know, and so he's going to come up against your walk. And he's going to try to, you know, get you to stray from the straight and narrow. And lastly, you know, he's going to try to keep you from bearing fruit. Because he also resides in Bashan. That is, in the fruitful. So he's going to be there trying to stump your fruit out as soon as they're trying to grow. When the leaves are tender, you're going to be jumping up and down on the vine. Like, I just got some peace. And he stumped it out that quick. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as you got some peace, he stumped it out. As soon as you felt love, he stumped it out. You know, he's like, man, I'm, I'm learning how to be long-suffering. And he trying to stump that out, too. So, it's important that we learn how the enemy come up against us. You know, that's the only way we're going to progress in our faith. That's the only way we're going to progress in our walk. That's the only way we're going to progress as, as saints. It's the only way we're going to progress into the kingdom of Elohim. You know, verse 6 says, Them did Moshe, the servant of Yahuwah, and the children of Israel smite. And Moshe, the servant of Yahuwah, gave it for possession unto the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Reuben means see ye a son. Gad, or God, good fortune. Manasseh, causing to forget the wickedness wrong or wrongdoing done to you. You know, and so, you know, this is just a picture of, this is just a picture of once you've inhabited it, once we've defeated Sihon and, 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 um, and Uruk, you know, then in the land you'll see son of good fortune, you know, that, and that, that type of good fortune that will cause you to forget the wrongdoing that was done to you. You know, and that's that's where where we want to get to. You know, and this is what counters what Oog does. You know, Oog comes up against your growth. He comes up against the minister's growth. The the um he comes up against the teacher or the instructor's you know growth, their fruitfulness, their their uh, finances. You know, anything when it comes to their prosperity, he comes up against it. You know, but. When he defeats him, Yah replaces Ub with his children of good fortune. And then cause him to forget all the wickedness or wrongdoing that he endured. So, you know, that's a picture of Sihan and Ub. So I'll have for your day. Pray it was a blessing.